Amen. All right. All right. My Bible is over to Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 5, and verses 9 through 15. Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 5, and then verses, verses 9 through 15. Amen. God bless our online audience, Restored Life Bible Church Online. It's a pleasure to have you with us on this, the Lord's Day, on Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Whether you are watching um, at our 9 a.m. worship or watching our 9.30 worship or watching at 7 o'clock, um, we welcome you um, to be a part of what God is doing here at a dangerous church, Restored Life Bible Church. Amen. If you have it, have it now. Genesis chapter 18 verses 1 through 5 and verses 9 through 15 and the word of the Lord reads then the Lord appeared to him by the Tenebrith tree of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing by him and when he saw them he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by in so inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said to him, do as you have said. That's interesting, right? There, I'll deal with it later. Let's skip to verse 9. Verse 9 says, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return. That is the Lord speaking, saying, saying I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son in the meantime sarah is in there ear hustling she is listening at the door trying to figure out what they're talking about now abraham and sarah were old well advanced uh, in age and sarah was past the age of childbearing therefore sarah laughed within herself <laughs> saying after I have grown old shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also mm. she didn't talk about having a child she talked about having pleasure cause she old and daddy old too mm -hmm. 13 and the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying shall I surely bear a child since I am old. And then he asked the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? I got to ask you that question right now because some of y'all looking at me like a mule at a new gate. I got to ask you, is anything too hard for God? At the point in time, he repeats, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son but Sarah denied it and said no no I didn't laugh for she was afraid and he says no Sarah you lied you lied you did laugh I 
go to Ephesians for a foundational text here for us. Um, you don't have to turn to it. I can just tell you what it is, and you probably are familiar with it. It says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, exceedingly, abundantly, above all, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think according to the power that works within us. I am on the third installment of our series Exponential and I want to talk about for real, for real. For real, for real. Look at your neighbor and say for real, for real. Lord, I thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Touch my mind, touch my heart, touch my spirit. God, in this service, let me be able to minister to the point that the people forget my name and only see you in the place. Be glorified in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hmm. For real, for real. Our last time that I had the opportunity to minister, um, um, I ministered from the, the text, um, go out and count the stars if you can. And in that installment, um, we dealt with Abraham, or Abram at the time, having issues with what God is telling him. God comes to Abram and tells him that he would be his shield and be his great reward. And the complaint of Abram is, what good is all of these riches? What good is you being my protection or you being my great reward when I have no heir to leave it to? I have no son to leave it to. And we explored the, the, the fact that God never promised Abraham a son per say he promised him a nation for in verse in chapter 12 he says come from your people come from your surroundings go to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and because of time and because of circumstance, um, Abram's faith has gone from being promised a nation to settling just for a son. And so Abram is arguing with God and saying, God, you, 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 you've given me all of this, but I have nobody to leave it to. I have no son. And so God has to dull his promise down to the level of Abram's expectations and say, he says, I will give you an heir for you will have a son and, and the issue now is your limitations or your expectation is limiting me but let me show you something since you just willing to settle for a son come outside, step outside with me and look up in the heavens and count the stars if you can and the reason that God tells him to do so is because God wants to give him an example of how he really wants to bless them. Can I tell you that God wants to bless you in a greater magnitude than what you're expecting? Mm. Look at your neighbor and say your expectations are too low. 
Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so some more time goes by. He, he allows Abram to count the stars and uh, uh, some more time goes by. And after that time goes by, we find ourselves from chapter 12, 13, 14, and 15 to chapter 16, where now Sarah now is having issues with her faith. She's having issues with her belief system. And, uh, she's been told that she's getting ready, that she's going to have a child. And she has to go on her past experience her past experience tells her I can try but nothing ever happens mm -hmm. I've tried multiple times to be impregnated but for some reason I cannot conceive and so I must settle with the fact that I will not have a child even though God said that I would mm -hmm. some of us trust our past more than we trust God's word and it's because Sarah says, I have seen nothing yet, and my time is fleeting me. I am old now, and I know that it's beyond the, beyond the possibility of me having children. Sarah decides to trust another woman's womb. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's an issue. That's an issue. That's an issue. Many of us, God has made promises to us, but we're willing to have more faith in another's womb. If you don't know the story, I'll tell you quickly. He tells Abram, he says, I have a maid. Her name is Hagar. And I need you to go. And I'm going to give her to you as a wife. I need you to go and sleep with Hagar and impregnate her. And we will adopt her child as our own. Uh, because I believe that God made a mistake when he said that the promise was in me. So I got to trust a promise in somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and, and I got to give it to you. I know y'all looking at me like this is far from you and this has nothing to do with you. But can I tell you, you're going to get up in the morning. You're going to brush your teeth, wash your face, take your bath, smell good, find your clothes. In fact, many of you going to lay your clothes out tomorrow, tonight, tonight for tomorrow. You're going to get up when you don't want to get up. You're going to get in your car when you don't want to. You're going to drive all across town when you don't want to, to have faith in somebody else's womb. Uh, let me push that further until y'all stop looking at me. Looking at me. Uh, the reason I say you have faith in someone else's womb, you believe that that job that you're going to is all that God has for you. Uh, and you have forfeited what God said about you. Many of you that's looking at me right now and many of you that are watching me online are entrepreneurs, but you're willing to settle with working for somebody else because you have more faith in somebody else's womb. You have more faith in somebody's ability to provide for you. And because you have more faith, you are not doing anything for yourself. Can I tell you, this is not in my notes, but it is in the room. The income from the job you got is supposed to fund the company you're supposed to run. Y'all ain't listening to me. Yeah, I know you need to turn my mic back up. I know you need some, some money to pay your bills, but you also need to put away some for your career. Because for many of you, what you're doing right now is not what God called you to do. It's temporary until the permanent comes. And many of you have gotten accustomed to the temporary that you're no longer looking for the permanent. Uh, look at your neighbor and ask him, are you confident in somebody else's womb? Can I tell you now, God is serious about what he has said about you. He, he ain't playing for real, for real. He's serious now, for real, for real. He's for real, for real. He's serious about what God, what he said about you. But just like Sarah, many of you under the sound of my voice, and even at times me included, have been guilty of carrying secret doubt. 
Say secret doubt. The secret doubt is a private disbelief that cannot be detected publicly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all came in here and y'all know all the church stuff to do. You came in here and, and you prayed a prayer of faith, uh, but you secretly doubt. And you, you praise God for the miracle. When, 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 when pastor was up here and admonishing you and, and, and encouraging you and telling you you can make it and all of that, many of you cried. Many of you threw your hands up. Some of you didn't do nothing because somewhere inside of you, you saying, I don't believe it. Uh, I'll go through the motions I'll raise my hand I'll touch my neighbor I will turn around five times I'll touch three benches I'll flip over seven times but after I get through touching and flipping I still don't believe that God has it for me oh yeah 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 even your closest prayer partner can't necessarily discern when you you you're going through secret doubt yeah 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 in fact when you're going through secret doubt your countenance don't change you don't necessarily show it on your face you don't you don't you don't when you're going through private doubt your praise response won't tell it for you you know you can come in here and shout and dance and and run and when you get through running when you get through shouting when you get through dancing you'll still walk away and wondering if god really meant what he said God do you really really for real for real do you really have an exponential blessing for me or is this it is this all that I am to expect yeah 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 as a matter of fact your doubts are not coming to surface right now while I'm talking because while I'm talking I am I am pushing the doubt back I am in a battle with your doubt that's why even at this point of the thing I feel a spiritual push at me Mm -hmm. I feel a pressure at me and it ain't got nothing to do with the atmosphere it got something to do with your atmosphere because I'm preaching faith and you throwing doubt back at me yeah yeah you sitting back at me looking at me that convince me why I should have faith so it's a battle but can I tell you I'm gonna win because I got the greater one backing me up so you can sit there and look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about but I'm gonna preach the doubt and the hell out you before you walk out this door today now so that we done got that clear and you know my intentions come on get on the ride train and ride with me there's doubt that we all secretly deal with but God wants to deal with that doubt I, I get it I get it I get it pastor you don't know what I'm going through you don't know what I'm dealing with and I get it it's those times when the stuff acts crazy when the issues become real that doubt sets in because there are contradictions to what God said I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. He says you're a millionaire and you're a broke ass right now. That's a contradiction. And so you, you hear God's word and look at your purse and be like, wait a minute now. Something ain't matching up, something ain't matching up. Uh, God says you're supposed to be debt free. And the bill collector call right when they're telling you you're debt free. And you're saying, wait a minute, something ain't matching up, something ain't matching up. And you begin to question, you begin to question what happens. And not along, along with the issue comes time. Yeah, yeah. You're already waiting on the blessing and more of the curses coming at you than the blessing. And you sitting around going, okay, now God, now, now I don't see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but for real, for real, God takes it serious. He takes us serious. For those of you who are English scholars and for what I'm saying to you doesn't really make sense. For real, for real is a ebonic colloquialism. It means that I'm serious about what I'm saying to you. An example of that can be, uh, 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 that's an organ right there. That's an organ right there. And you may not believe it. And I say, for real, for real. 
For real, for real. I say for real twice so you can understand that I really mean I'm for real about what I'm saying to you. Yeah, yeah for real, for real. It really is. For real, for real. For real, for real. For, yeah, for real. For real, for real, for real. It's... Yeah, I mean, for real, for real. Yeah, it's, 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 it's real. And, 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 so, and so God is for real, for real. About what he says about you. But he needs you to come out of your tent. So what is raining? Come out. Okay, all right, let me get to the text so y'all know that I'm preaching from the Bible. In the text, Abraham now is sitting under the Tenebris tree or oak tree if you want an English word for it. He's sitting under a tree, whatever tree it is, and, 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 and sitting in front of his tent door in the hottest part of the day. Now, seems to me if it's hot outside, I'm going to be inside. I ain't going to be outside I'm gonna be inside but something about the heat makes people irritable when it's too hot and the air broke or the ceiling fan don't work right I, I don't need you I don't need you coming up to me don't 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 hug me right now I know you love me but don't don't show it physically get away from me it's hot it's hot get away from me you hot till the steam coming off you Get on away from me now. I love you. I love you, but, 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 uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. My wife and I got this secret joke that sometimes in the middle of her sleep, I will, I will put my hand over her and feel the heat radiating off of her. That's when, Carly, you do the cover tuck. So that heat don't get, and put that one leg on the cool side of the bed. Look how y'all looking at me. Y'all don't believe we live for real, do we? Yeah, you, you got to have that leg out on the cool trying to find the cool or flip the pillar to the cold side of the pillar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's, it's too hot, you know, you know. It, I don't mean no harm, but when it gets, the spot gets too hot, I'm about to get irritable. I'm about to say the wrong thing. Y'all, look how y'all looking at me. The reason that y'all looking at me, y'all have been in a situation where your spot got hot and you got mad and you got irritable and you wasn't, you were hell to be around. And so rather than sit in the house, I go outside. Sit at the door and sit under the shade by myself. It's still hot out there, but sometimes, I don't know. I wish I had some real people that wasn't scared. Every now and then, I, you love the one you with, but every now and then, you need some time to yourself. I don't care. It might be a man. It might be a woman. It might be your cheering, but sometimes you want to drop them off somewhere and take a moment for your. Uh, look how y'all looking at me. I don't know where your self place is. You might have a basement. You might have a backyard. You might have a golf course. You might have a shopping mall. You might have just in your car, just driving, don't know where you going. But every now and then, when your spot get hot, you got to go somewhere and get yourself together. 
Oh, look how y'all looking at me. Some of y'all got the strangest hot spot places. When you aggravated, maybe you got to go skate a while and go on down there to the skating ring. Some of y'all rumps too old. Stay out the skating ring. Maybe you got to go to the bowling alley. Maybe you just got to go to the movies by yourself. Get one bucket of popcorn. Sit down a row by yourself. Watch a movie that you ain't have interested in, but you got to be by your so Abram now leaves Sarah inside the house and he's sitting outside and, and now he notices that three men step up on his property. Now custom says that, that, that whenever a traveler comes to your property, you do not go to greet them. You wait on them to come to you because you are the Lord of the property. And so the traveler is supposed to come to the Lord's house. Oh, wow. Come to the Lord's house and knock on the door. And when the Lord of the property comes out, then the Lord's responsibility is to, to offer you water to wash your feet, to feed you, and offer you overnight stay if you need it. And then it's up to the traveler if he decides or she decides to take it or leave it. But, but that is the custom of the day. But, but when Abraham sees these three men show up on his property, the Bible says that he jumps up and he runs to where he sees these men. Now, the question that I had when I read this text was, if that's the custom that they are supposed to come to you, why are you running to them, Abraham? And the Lord says, because he recognized that one of the men had special qualities. Mm -hmm. Scholars say that this was a theophany. This was a, a time when God himself comes in human form and conversates with human beings. Mm -hmm. Other scholars say it's a Christophany. A Christophany is when Jesus takes on human form and talks to individuals and and well, who are the other two men the other two men the Bible declares are angels who God will later uh, send to to cause judgment over Sodom and Gomorrah they are his warring angels they are his messenger angels whether it's a theophany or a Christophany Abraham recognized that God is on the property yeah, yeah, that's why I don't understand why people come to church and don't worship God the way they need to because when they walked in the door, you understood that God was on the property. It didn't have anything to do with whose name was on the marquee because you can go into many places and know God is not there. But when you walk into a place and you can recognize the power of God, you can recognize the spirit of God, then you need to do what Abraham did. Let's see what he did. Abraham gets up and runs. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, is. He runs to these men and immediately he lays himself prostrate on the ground. To lay prostrate means I give honor to a higher power than I am. Uh -huh. and, and, and so whenever situations get in your life that causes you to start to doubt God's word, you need to be able to rush a praise to him. You, you need to be in a rush to worship him. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but some of y'all, when pastor was up talking, you dealing with some circumstances. I stopped. Yeah, I know it looked like I wasn't paying y'all no attention that I was trying to read where I was going, but actually I was surveying the room in the spirit. I was trying to figure out how I was going to be able to preach in the atmosphere that we had and what the Lord is telling me to tell you is what you need to do to come out of the funk you in is rush a praise to God uh, some of y'all already too slow you, when you recognize when you walked in the room and knew you were in God's house you should have rushed a praise to him 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, we were teasing Kiara because uh, 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 um, she walked in the room one service that we had, and as soon as she opened the door, she threw her hands up and went to smiling. And we were teasing her because we were saying, girl, you couldn't wait to get here. As soon as you opened the door, you went to throwing your hands up like you had been here an hour. She understood that when you walk into God's presence, you got to immediately offer him worship. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why we instituted the, the open altar. I see some of y'all still doing it, but I've seen quite a bit of you fall away from it because you've forgotten whose house you in. Uh, let me go ahead and get you straight right now. Straight is when you got to get told. Straight is when I'm giving you instruction. Right now, I got to get you straight. You in God's house. And when you in God's house, you act like you in God's house. You don't come to my house without speaking to me. Because if you walk your happy hips in my house and don't speak to the king, you going right out that back door. So when you come in God's house, you need to speak to the king. I ain't the king. He is. So when you come here, you thank God for being able to be here. Because you didn't walk in here on your own power. You didn't get here on your own goodness. It's because of his goodness and his mercy that you are not even consumed. So you got to rush. Mm. We must become sensitive to the presence of God and rush our praise and worship to him I, I, it's interesting because he decides to rush to God in the heat of the day it was too hot for him to worship, work but it wasn't too hot for him to worship uh, there's some day to day that will day to day things that will stop your activity but it better not stop your praise because it's your praise that gives you the strength uh, the bible says the joy of the lord is my strength we look at joy of the lord as a gift from god but really it's an activity with god the joy of the lord when 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 i'm in his presence i, I, I and there's joy and pleasures evermore so what it means is when i get to the joy of the lord the joy of the lord is the remnants from being in his presence that's how you strengthen. So when you're in his presence, you rush to him. He rushes to him in the heat of the day, which means inconvenience doesn't stop his praise. Why does he do it? He does it because he senses that whatever condition he's in, God is still there. Look at your neighbor and say, God's not leave, left you yet. Although there is no evidence, Material evidence of manifestation. I feel him moving in the midst of it. I, I, feel, I feel that he's around me somewhere. And, and because he's around me, I got to bless his name. He, he goes to him and he lays prostrate. The second thing that he does is not only does he worship him and praise him. He says if, in verse 3, if you have found favor in me, don't leave without giving me an opportunity to bless you. Uh, Y'all didn't get that. He says, if you love me, don't leave until I can give you something. Ah, uh, that don't make sense. Because uh, y'all reading it as, if I love you, then I ought to give you something. Abram says, if you love me, give me an opportunity to give. Why would Abraham equate God's love for him with his ability to give back. Uh, 
because Abraham understood that God's love gives me an opportunity to sow. And because I sow, he's going to lavish blessings on me. So the sowing is a response to what God is already doing. Oh, y'all lost right there. Let me see. Being sensitive to God's sovereignty means that we have an obligation to honor him in our giving. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so he says, I bless you with my praise. I bless you with my humbleness as I prostrate myself on the ground. But I also need the opportunity to give to you. And the Bible says that Abraham now runs in the house and he says, Sarah, get our finest flour. Get our finest cornmeal. Get it, get it, get it. I need you to make some whole cakes. I need you to cook. I need you to make your best cornbread. And I, I said earlier that, 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 that don't, don't make just a regular cornbread. Mix it with some Jiffy mix. Put some Jiffy with it to get a little sweet cake taste to it, y'all. Look how y'all looking. I wish I had me a preaching church. And sweet cornbread. I, I need it. I need it fried. Just put a little oil in the pan and, and get the uh, get the skillet hot. Don't use that cute skillet with that, that old copper stuff. I need a black burnt skillet. Get that one. Get that Roth iron skillet that hard that it bush somebody in the head with. And I need you to put me some of them cakes in there and turn them over. Let them get a little burn on the edges. I don't want no, no light skin. I don't want no beige cornbread. I need some cornbread that's been through the fire. Look at y'all. Look at me. See, see this throw you off because you preach at a church last week where they jump all off of every word you say. Then you come home and they looking at you like you're crazy, like you ain't never had no cornbread. Some of y'all, I know Miss Linda got some cornbread. So she married to Terry. She can't stay married to Terry without no cornbread. Terry, they don't understand. They don't understand. I want you to get me some cornbread. And so, and then after he got Sarah working on the cornbread, he runs out in the field and finds his best calf. Calf is veal. He, he gets best calf and he takes it to his servant and he tells his servant, he says, prepare this, cook it right. Now, don't play around. We got an important guest here that we got to give to. So he got Sarah on the cornbread. He got his servant on the goat, I mean, on the calf. Now, now he goes get some yogurt and then he gets some milk and some honey and he gets some water and now all of it's ready now he goes and he presents it to God and his angels and then after he presents it Philip he moves back to the tent out the way mm, y'all don't understand what that means that means you give me an opportunity to bless you but I don't put myself on your level mm, I'm still your servant and the servants did not stay at the table with the king Oh, y'all look at me. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all think because you gave your thousand dollars, you better than the person who only had ten dollars to give. Can I tell you something? God is honoring their ten dollars if that was all they had, just like he honored your thousand. It doesn't mean that you are not to honor God with the best of your best, but the best is your best. And, and they understood. He understood. See, see, Abram, Abram is not a poor man. He's a rich man. And so he understood no matter how much, how many riches I have, I'm still not at the level of the king. So I serve you and I back away and I stand back at the tent and watch as you minister, watch as you eat. There are some conversations that you are having that I'm not privy to. God, I don't care what you do with what I give you. I know I need a detailed report on how the money is spent, but the truth of the matter is this your money and, and if they doing wrong by God, you're going to have to punish them because I can't do nothing about it. 
about it, but I'm going to trust you and give and step out of the way. Uh, uh, and so and so they present the meal uh, uh, but God wants to know something from you he said for real for real for real for real for real do you recognize me enough to honor me do you honor me enough to honor me for real, for real, for real, for real. I know you lift your hands. I know you shed at your tear. I know you clap real hard. I know you stomped your feet real hard. I know you turned to your neighbor. But when you reached down in your pocket, did you honor me? For real, for real. For real, for real. Did you really honor me? Or did you think about Waffle House before you thought about me? For real, for real. Do you honor me or do you think about lunch next week before you honor me? For real, for real. Do you honor me or do you thought about how much gas you riding on that you rode here? Did you not trust me enough to make sure that you got home just because you got here? Uh, Or are you worried about doing it in your own power? For real, for real. For real, for real. Now, do you honor me? Our sensitivity to his presence shows God how serious we are about his abilities. When we learn how to appropriate who he is, then we will have less trouble with believing in believing with what he said. When we know who God is, then I ain't got a problem with what he said. Because I understand he's able, okay, my God is able to do. That scripture, exceedingly abundantly above all that we could and some of y'all greedy God says I can supersede your greed abundantly above all that we ask come of y'all asking for stuff that you don't need but God said I can supersede that that we ask or think some of y'all done looked at some of y'all daydream every time you pass the lotto board And pray about it. Lord, if you just let me. Just one time. You ain't got to worry about I buy the church. Y'all, y'all, y'all tell that lie about the church first thing. Church ain't got to worry about nothing. But you hit that number of church and Jesus ain't going to be able to find you. Uh, some of y'all been dreaming about that, huh? You don't stop at the church, though, because soon as you get through with the church, you have that itemized list. I'm finna get me a house. I'm finna get rid of this raggedy car. I'm finna get, yeah, yeah. I ain't able to one of me, but I'm gonna get a seven-bedroom house. I'm gonna sleep in a room a night. This the Monday bathroom. This the Tuesday bathroom. This the Wednesday bathroom. Uh, yeah, look how y'all looking. Uh, Abraham, I got to hurry. I ain't got but five minutes. Abraham, Abraham recognized God. That's the first thing. He was sensitive to the sovereignty of God. When God walks on the property, he recognized the spirit of God and he moved appropriately. Second thing he did was he worshiped God. Once he recognized he was in the presence of God, he worshiped God in his adoration and in his substance. I lifted my hands and I also lift my wallet. 
I bowed in your presence and also I bowed with a vacuum cleaner. I wiped tears of joy and then I wiped off the benches. That, that's a substantial offering. Uh, Y'all thought I was just talking about money, right? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I danced and then I stood on the door and passed our programs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran, but I'm going to run up here Friday night at 7 o'clock and support somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Abraham recognized God. Abraham worshiped God. And this is what the Lord did. He responded by speaking to their condition. And this is where I left off at the early morning service. Uh, 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 it would seem to me that, and I shared with, with, with Elder Pam in the service, I told her, I said, it would seem to me that this would be another example of God's visitation for, uh, uh, um, for reiteration. In other words, that, that God was coming back to convince Abraham once again what he said. First chapter 12, you shall be a nation. Chapter 15, I'm going to give you an heir. Chapter 16, they messed up. Now, here we are all the way to chapter 8 to chapter 17. They have a covenant. I changed their names. Chapter 18, I got to show up because sometimes we want God to come every two weeks and let us know what he going to do. God told us five years ago, and I need you to come back every two weeks, God, and remind me of what you're going to do until I get it. And then once I get it, I'm going to enjoy it for about a week. Then I'm going to look for you to come back to tell me what to do with what you gave me to do. And you need to come back every two weeks and say, I'm going to bless you. I'm, I'm going to bless you. You remember what I told you, Philip, two weeks ago? I'm going to bless you. That, uh, I'm gonna bless. No, don't look at me like that because that's why when we go to prophesying, y'all eyes light up. Because you really want secretly in your heart for us to call you out and remind you of what God said. Uh, y'all, some of y'all were despising me because I told co-pastor, I said, come on, now it's time to go. Because she was getting warmed up up here. She was getting ready to call some things out. And I, I saw it in her and she was getting ready to start speaking. But I wouldn't let her do it because some of y'all expect that instead of trusting God. Uh, I'm tired of y'all pimping the prophets. You want to pimp her. You want her to get up every Sunday and tell you what the Lord said when the Lord talking to you. But you ain't got time to sit your behind down and listen. Close your mouth and let God tell you what he's trying to tell you about you. So you want to pimp us and have us up here every Sunday and the Lord's going to bless you with money and the Lord's going to bless you. No, no, no. Sit down and listen to God and God will show you. As a matter of fact, God ain't going to bless you with no money if you can't handle them $10 you got. Sit down because somebody mad already. And you making them even madder because they can't see. Uh, 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 I would think, I would think that God was coming to visit uh, Abram again and tell him, you know what? You know what? I'm going to bless you again. I'm going to remind you of the promise of a nation. But he didn't. The visit was to receive honor from Abraham. Oh, y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get it. Uh, y'all missed it in the text. A God comes. Abraham jumps up, runs to meet him. Abraham does what? What does he do for Abraham? See if y'all pay attention. What does he do? Don't listen to Philip because that ain't had nothing to do with what I've been preaching about. First Sunday, he stay awake and he still ain't listening. 
I can talk about Philip like that because Philip my friend. The first thing he does, <laughs> the first thing he does is he runs and worships. Second thing he does is he offers him an offering. He gives him a meal, right? Right. He does those, those two things. Those are the things that he do. But, but, so, but this is the thing. When Abraham says, God, don't leave without giving me an opportunity to bless you, the Lord says, go and do it. Hold on, y'all missed that. God has no need for food. He's not hungry. But he understands the blessing that comes as a result of honor. So he says, since you want to honor yourself by honoring me, go ahead and do it. Because when you honor me, it obligates me to bless you. Uh, so he says, go and do it. And we'll make ourselves eat so you can be blessed. Uh, you'll get that on the way home. And so, and so the reason that God comes is to receive honor from Abraham. And then the second reason that he comes is to challenge the faith of Sarah. Uh, because they finish eating get the picture Abraham is sitting at the door of the tent God and the angels are sitting way over here eating and when they finish eating God looks over to Abraham and said Abraham where is Sarah uh, uh, you see God wants to check the faith level of those who have the ability to influence you because uh, see Sarah has already talked Abraham into having a baby that ain't his Abraham where is Sarah yeah, yeah 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 God is trying to check because he understands now that, that, that there's some people in your life that can influence you either the right way or influence you the wrong way and sometimes God doesn't come to you for you he comes to you for the people you hanging with mm -hmm. yeah for real for real for real though for real for real for real God is concerned about who you connected to Abraham since I've been here, it was you that came and worshipped me. Since I've been here, it was you that asked me to let you honor me. I saw you go in the house. I saw you go to your servant and get the calf. I saw you bring the milk and honey. And I've seen you sit at the door of the temple. But one thing I ain't seen is your wife. And she has the most influence over you other than me. And I got to make sure that the person you connected to is connected to me. Because if they're not, you're going to be in a struggle. Mm -hmm. You're already in a struggle right now. Because it's 15 years, 14 years, you've been raising another woman's baby. Mm -hmm. And you've been raising it as your own. And the problem that I got with you, Abraham, and you, Sarah, is y'all living here like everything is all right. But Ishmael ain't the one I promised to you. What I promised is on the way. But y'all been living 14 years like I done made good on my promise. Some of y'all have settled for some stuff that God ain't gave you uh, uh, with that one question where is Sarah in this we are challenged with the practicality of faithless relationships who are you connected to that don't believe like you 
faithless relationships you with them because they fine but they ain't got no faith yeah faithless relationships you with them because they got fat hips and good legs and, and and got pretty and all of that but they ain't got no god in them faithless relationship how can two walk together except they agree mm -hmm. yeah 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 you have connected yourself with folk that don't do like you do don't think like you do and you call yourself you lie to yourself and say that you drawing them but really they drawing you you do more like them than they do like you Mm -hmm. and God is calling you to challenge today who are you with that God didn't approve of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the practicality of faithless relationships we are also challenged how to appropriate the influence of those that we cannot be disconnected from uh, uh, we ain't thinking alike but we can't separate I believe in God, but my husband don't come to church. Uh, uh, we both come to church, but we don't like like it when we leave here. But but I ain't going nowhere. I love her. I love him. I, I ain't going to separate myself. What do I do? How do I set the level of influence? Uh, can I tell you, in your life, if you really want to receive the exponential blessing of God, there have to be some situations in your life where no is no. Mm, uh, we, we ain't going to discuss that. I'm going to believe God in this. I ain't listening to what you got to say. I'm gonna, it might be your business partner, but, but you're going to have to stand on your two flat feet and say, you can believe what you believe, but I'm going to walk the way I'm going to walk. I'm going to do what I know God told me to do. You may not like it, so don't like it. If you don't like it, get on somewhere. But I am not moving from what God said about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is Sarah? Uh, uh, I hear, I hear Abram. I hear Abraham's. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, she in the house. You know Sarah. Sarah, Sarah in there the kitchen. Sarah, Sarah somewhere cleaning up something. She probably somewhere back there washing clothes. Jesus, she, she, she back there in the house. God, that's that's where she is. And she, where, where is? And, and, and he didn't know that Sarah was ill hustling. Uh, instead of being out there with her man oh, oh I see something and I'm out of time see see, they in the bar and they in the same place but in two different locations uh, 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 we live together but we ain't thinking alike uh, uh, let me bring it down to your street yeah yeah I'm a saver but you a spender mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah we live together but we ain't thinking alike yeah 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 I like to build people up but you on the phone tearing people down yeah 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 we live together but we ain't thinking alike yeah yeah we in different locations yeah 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 I'm outside the tent looking at you my eyes are on you God but Sarah in the house uh, you got to be careful of them people that connect themselves to you to hear what God's saying but don't want to approach God for themselves 
Ah, yeah. I told you about pimping the prophet, but you got some people that's pimping your Christianity. Mm -hmm. They pimping your prayer life. Mm -hmm. They want you to pray and fast for their stuff, and they ain't praying and fasting for themselves. Uh, uh, look at your neighbor and say, stop letting people pimp you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They asking you to put, put, oh, yeah. You got, you know them people, they don't ever, you won't ever see them pray, but they always come to you and telling you to keep their name lifted up. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. I use that like it was mine. Philip say they want you to put their stuff on the altar. Put your stuff, put their stuff on the altar while they putting their stuff on the grill. That's good, Philip. I'm going to use that somewhere and ain't going to give you credit for it. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They pimping you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's in the house. This is, this is how what blesses me. Now, you got to understand, God does not go up to Abraham and ask him. God asks the question from a distance. Because he and the angels are still sitting down eating. Abraham is at the door of the tent. And God calls out, where is Sarah? Abraham says, she's in the tent. I'm focused on you while she's focused on her inabilities. I'm focused on you telling me to go out and look at the stars. She's still in the tent. So my experience with your benevolence, she has not experienced. So while I see the impossibility is a possibility, because you got to understand, when he first promises, Abraham says, I'm old. Then he fathers Ishmael. So there's something in him that says, I still got some. I got, I still got something to work with. Because the Lord told me that there's a nation in me. And the Bible said that he'll raise up a nation that shall obey. Figure that out if you ain't got nothing else to do. And so, and so he sits there Sarah is in the house. Sarah says, the angel says, by this time next year, I'm going to return to you. And when I return to you, you're going to bring forth a son. Sarah is in the tent. Laughs, not out loud. The Bible says she laughs within herself. And from a distance, God says, Sarah, why are you laughing? Uh, Sarah, why are you laughing? And then he does not rebuke Sarah. He just reiterates what he just said. Why are you laughing? By this time, oh y'all don't get y'all don't get the inference. 
first time he's poetic by this time next year I will revisit you at the time of life and you will bring forth a son Sarah laughs within herself God has to come back and say what you laughing for for real for real you ain't hear what I just said I'm bringing my end back up in here next year at the time of life and you gonna bring forth a, how can I bring forth a son when I'm too old to even have pleasure uh, I don't even expect pleasure let alone pregnancy uh, 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 plus I'm satisfied with Ishmael uh, I'm satisfied with him yeah yeah isn't it something oh look how y'all looking at me look look how y'all looking ain't it something that many of you have given up on the promise that you stop trying it uh, Abraham I mean Sarah was saying it ain't even no need for me to try For real, for real. For real, for real, for real. God is concerned about who you connected to because your connections can mess you up. Sarah, come out of time. Sarah, why you laughing? Sarah, says to herself I ain't laughing God said you lie I heard you laugh within your self can I tell you that some of you are insulting God Within yourself, private doubt is an insult to God. And so I got to tell you what God told Sarah. He says, is there anything too hard for God? Yes, it didn't say they had a response. But God really wasn't looking for, for a response. You see, God was asking a rhetorical question. He said, I understand if I said it, it settles it. So, damn, I'm, I'm just telling you, there's nothing too hard for me. So next year, about this time, you better look to be pregnant because I'm coming back with a baby. That's what I came to tell you, restore life. Yeah, some of you have been doubting God in your heart. God made you a promise and you believe that it's not possible. But I hear 
hear I hear the Lord saying you better start expecting better than you've been expecting because the promise is on his way yeah I'm on my way I'm on my way out of here but I came to tell somebody stop sitting down you quit trying you quit praising God for the promise that he gave you you better get up off your seat and run and rush a praise to him cause God came to check your faith God said if I promised it if I spoke it my word will not return to me Lord if I said it I will bring it to pass yes Lord some of y'all in the room were challenging me to challenge your faith I came to tell you if God could put a baby in a 99 year old God surely can he surely can bless you yes Lord now it's time for you to testify to your neighbor and draw your neighbor say neighbor God will do just what he said yes sir it doesn't matter if you got to wait 10 or 15 years God will do what he said it doesn't matter if everything seems like a contradiction God will do what he said yes Lord done now it's 12 o'clock got to go home eat my Sunday dinner and take my afternoon nap but before I go one more time you got to touch your neighbor touch your neighbor say neighbor I don't know about you but God is getting ready to perform his promise in my life and I'm telling you if he did it for me he'll do it for you say yes say yes say yes 